When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Matt Dermott uh, from King Island. I'm going to say it. I'm just going to keep saying Cape people have just joined us. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Golf Australia put out a um, media release this Who? morning. Golf Australia put out a media okay. re- release. Sorry, last. you said that really quickly. I did say it quickly. Yeah. I don't know why I can't Golf say it. I do say it with your eyes. Golf Australia. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a rush to get to yeah. Deke Smith. I want, to hear what this, yep. uh, I want to hear what this Ultra Golf Championship is all about. Ten-team international four-man golf competition. We've seen what the IPL has done to T20 cricket. Uh, we've seen what Liv's trying to do with its team concept. Deke Smith is the founder of Ultra Golf Championship and has been good enough to join us. Hey, Deke, on paper, well, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. On paper, this thing sounds fascinating. Um, what can we expect from it and when's it going to start? Yeah, thanks, boys. I appreciate you having me on. Um, as you said, it's a, it's a global concept, 10, 10 global city teams, four players per team. Clashes played over nine holes, um, risk-reward scoring system, and there's feature holes integrated within the nine holes. So uh, we've got the first tournament booked into December 2023. It's been a it's been a journey. I've been working with the guys from the executive team at PGA for the last five years. So to get it on the uh, the, the tour is pretty amazing, and um, certainly excited by it. Have you got the players committed to it yet? Uh, we've spoken to all the player managers around the globe and the level of excitement's fantastic. We're in heads of agreement at the moment with about six or seven of the, uh, the team captains. But um, we'll be announcing all that probably early next year, Andy. So can you give us a surety, the people who have committed to it, do they have to break, like, is this not, this is not a live thing? They don't have to break contract. It's open to all or just PGA Tour yeah, players? It's open to professional golfers, Dan. Yep, that's correct, mate. So on both sides, so a live golfer could participate? Uh, look, it's a tricky situation at the moment, uh, the golf landscape. So, obviously, this sits inside the PGA ecosystem. Um, yep. Now, what happens um, uh, outside of, you know, the next two, three, four months, I don't know. I've got no control over that. I would love this to be open to all golfers, um, obviously, because if we can get the best talent, why wouldn't I want them playing in this? But, um uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to have a lot of control over what happens in February with the, yeah. the PGA Tour court battle and live. Do I sense a small element of a, a, an attempt of an introduction to parochialism, like you're talking about the towns they're coming from and yeah. who they're representing? Absolutely. That's what it's designed for, mate. I think golf lacks a little bit of tribalism. And, um, mm. you know, with football and cricket, the way that, um, you know, the team structure works, you get a lot of people that are parochial behind their teams. And this is exactly structured for that, dirt. Absolutely. Deke, will the teams be privately owned or will they be backed by the various, um, you know, golf administrations and organisations around the world? Yeah, it's a really good question. Right now, it's going to be um, governed by the bodies, but um, uh, I, I think in uh, three to four years' time, we're going to be open to privatisation, absolutely. 
I think by doing that, it's going to expedite the growth of the actual tournament itself. You know what it's like if you get um, some high net worth behind something, no something doubt. they, you know, they really, they really throw their uh, their weight behind it, and I think it's a uh, it's a good plan to have. And, and are you open to you know this is looking into the crystal ball, but Bangkok, Delhi, Dubai, London, LA, New York, Melbourne, Shanghai, Seoul, Tokyo. Are you do you want as part of this uh, future? Do you want either expansion? Or would you like other cities to be bidding for places in your league? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I don't have the exact answer, but I would love to see this, um, you know, other cities bidding for the tournament. I've got a goal that I'd love to play this tournament three times a year. One in Australia, um, you know, one maybe in an, in an Asian location and obviously North America is um, attractive. So... Yeah, it'd be great to be able to get it on the, the calendar, but um, obviously you've got to crawl before you walk. So, yep, you know, we're yep. going to lay the foundations here in Australia, boys, and then hopefully we can um, take it across the, uh, the globe, you know, four or five years down the track. There's this whole new era and age group of excessiveness and, and absolute a group of people in society now who want their answers right now and we have to cater for them golf's wonderful it's always been wonderful but are we on the dawn of a new new era now where we are coming up with different ways to bring these younger people who uh, they need results yeah, immediately absolutely, absolutely. are we are we finding that this is the dawning of these types of tournaments now I think so, Dan. I think, like, if you have a look at what broadcasters want, what commercial partners want, what the fans want, and ultimately what stakeholders want, is they want to be able to, to you know, see a result. You know, everyone's time poor. So to be able to go to a, a golf tournament and see a clash in two and a half hours and get a result, you know, we're humans. We love a contest. But to see the result in two and a half hours, that's pretty unique. And that's what I ultimately wanted to bring to this sport is... It was funny because I completely disconnected from the sport when I turned the TV on. When I'm playing the game, I actually love it and I'm so passionate about it. But when I turn a four-day, 72-hole tournament on and it's day one, day two and day three, there's some form of disconnection there and I couldn't work it out. But, um, you know, the last nine holes, it's always, you know, the suspense, yeah. the edgy seat yeah. feeling. That's what it's about and that's what human nature brings. We want that contest in jeopardy. So... That's what I've designed it off, boys, and I hope the um, you know the fans can see that and get behind it. Deke, just before we let you out, December 23, have you committed to a, a host venue for your first event? Uh, we've got we've got uh, a couple of options at the moment, and we'll be announcing that in early 23, Andy. Good luck. Uh, it's yeah, fascinating. Good luck, Deke. There's a lot of stuff going on in golf at the moment, mate, and everybody's. So most intentions, I think, are in the right place, and this sounds like one of those. So um, we'll wait and see where it goes, but uh, those of us who love the game are int intrigued to see uh, how it all plays out, mate. Thanks for joining us, and good luck with it. Thanks, boys. Appreciate the chat. Deke Smith, the founder of Ultra Golf Championship, a 10-city team, modified scoring system competition, and Melbourne has got a team in the initial inaugural playing of the event.